Soccer Opportunity! With me as usual, my greatest friend and rival. <laughs> rival? <laughs> what? Wait, right, what? we have this thing, right? No? When did, I no guess one. so. <laughs> <laughs> which one Which one of us can be more sadistic to our players? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, building full of... Children, okay. <laughs> no, sorry. Birds. Wait, are, are, I have to are, underline are, are, that part. <laughs> You're gonna top that next next campaign. Oh, don't worry, I will. <laughs> oh, it will be it will we're... be a building full of deaf children, <laughs> <laughs> orphans. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them was about to get adopted, but then mm-hmm. the parents died in front of it. Yeah, and and the yeah. parent was a cop who it was like his last day before retirement, and his retirement <laughs> plan was to adopt a deaf kid so he could like spend the rest of his days. Like, <laughs> but he didn't die. He didn't die quickly. He died yeah. really slowly. And, at his- and they had a dog, and the dog has cancer. <laughs> <laughs> man, things got really dark real quick. You are forcing me into this corner, man. <laughs> but but today we're not talking about how sadistic we are as DMs. Today kind we're talking of. about. No, we're we're talking about character creation. Let's stop changing the subject. I mean, we're just, all that is, that's one of us is being sadistic towards the other DM. (laughs) Where it's like, it's like, how much, how much can I, how, how much can I ruin the other DM's campaign while still staying in the guidelines? Like, like, (laughs) how badly can I push this envelope? (laughs) That's not good. How much can I do it without my players hating me? Yeah, there's a petition right now to revive Lulu. Anyways, we'll, we'll get to that eventually. This episode, we're talking about character creation, Andrew. And with that, let's play the music. Oh, now we're playing the music. Okay. Wait, wait, no, no, I'm playing. Wait, wait. No, no, wait. Wait, wait. Wait, wait. wait. Now. Now we're playing. Now we're playing. thing to do wow your favorite thing to do it kind of is actually character creation mm-hmm. okay so i have a 30 page paper here talking about it and we're gonna go line by line okay okay yeah hold on. first you, line you gave me the script hold on a second i got it yeah i got the script ready oh wait before we do that though oh what are you drinking today andrew oh uh, hold on what does the script say oh yes i am drinking a open can hold on <laughs> You're not supposed to read that part. <laughs> Guard stands up startled. <laughs> <laughs> I am having a Voodoo Ranger Hazy IPA because Ooh, because I love those. I love I. You know what? It's just been the perfect weather for a Hazy IPA, and I'm going to treat myself. So yes, yes, it has. Yeah. Plus, I have five more of these things I have to go through. Um, I am actually going a little bit tropical, so I'm going with a Wava Goose or Goose. 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 Ale brew with Wava, coriander, and Himalayan salt. 4.9 alcohol volume, so not that much. And it is brewed by Centruck, Chicago, Illinois. Look at the fucking head on this thing. Whoa! You can cut it with a cake knife. <laughs> I need to I need to get me some of those nice little glasses. 
Yeah, I'm gonna pour mine into this very dirty glass. Ew. Chris, can you give me another one of these? <laughs> Chris, what the fuck? Cancel Jose for domestic abuse. Caught on camera. On camera. Thank you, darling. First, you don't. Ooh, chill. First, you don't let her watch The Godfather, and now you're throwing things at her. Wait, who'll say I didn't let her watch The Godfather? She watched that one day on stream where like, can you turn? Where she was like, can you turn the planks? And you're like, yeah, hold on, I'm busy. It's like I want to watch The Godfather because I was I was re I was recording and streaming. I didn't have bandwidth for for my server. These glasses aren't that expensive. I think this was like. Look at the color it is. I think it was like three dollars. Ooh. Yeah. If you go to your local, ooh, that's a good one. That tastes like guava. If you go to your local Total Wine, I'm pretty sure they'll have like a set or something like that. Probably. Oh, we have yours. The hey, one, everybody. The ones I'm really afraid of are the ones that Cigar City has. They're made by a separate company, but they are like paper thin. Like they are. I hate that. Super duper. No, thin. I need. I'm. I'm a little. I'm a little uh, rough with my glasses. Uh, I'm clumsy, so like I don't. I don't want. Like, well, when you put them down and stuff, you know, like, it needs yeah. to have some, some body. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so, you have no idea what this episode is about. <laughs> I was very close to clapping my hands. Again don't clap. I don't know why. Stop clapping. Please clap. No, don't clap. That's a beer from Cigar City called Please Clap. It's really good. Oh, really? <laughs> they only it's have the, it there. So. That's why they have to ask people to, to, to clap. No, I think it was a reference to something. I think it was like a reference to like a politician that was like made an announcement and nobody clapped. And he was like, please clap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, think, I want some of that beer now. <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's, it's probably excellent. a politician from Florida. It tastes sure. like orange cereal because it has like a, it's made with wheat. Ooh. But yeah, it's really, I mean, it, when I say orange cereal, that sounds really off-putting, but it actually tastes really good. It's like no, a, I, I I imagine like like a Fruity Loops type, a yeah. Fruity Loops, a Fruit so, Loops type thing. Kind of, yeah. All right, so Andrew, character creation. Let's get into this. Character creation. Right. I have a couple of questions to ask you, and we're going to go through this. Right? Okay. Here's the first one. What makes a good character? Okay, so there's... Personally? You have experience. You've made before we started sending to Avernus. <laughs> Shut up. You had you had you had like fifteen concepts, and then like three solid ones, and then two that you already made the character sheets. For okay, okay. First of all, yeah, never mind. You're totally right. <laughs> you're I actually, would say you have a problem, but it's not necessarily a problem. You're not, you're not wrong. When you say I had fifteen concepts, you're like, yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, you kind of you kind of got me in a box here. I can't really. I'm, okay, all right. So, what makes a good character is there's there's a lot of things. I I feel like is this going to be fun for the player? Obviously, it has to be fun for the player. That's like number one. Like you know, with with a bullet. Two is this going to be okay with the party? Like, is this like going to mess with the dynamic, or is this going to mess with balance, or anything like that? Or is this just like not going to sit well? Not going to sit well with the rest of like um like what the party's kind of going for. Mm -hmm. And three is the DM okay with this? Because yeah. like you know, like it has to be a class that is that's going by the DM's rules that they set for um, session zero. And it has, am I echoing? I, feel, I sound really echoey. Hold on. No, I'm fine. Okay. I was making sure my audio wasn't like doing the <laughs> broadcasting thing. Anyways. Um, well, those things, those things are like good etiquette and protocol right. to make it a character. I'm talking about like 
when you brought when you came up with those 15 concepts what's like what was like the thing that like sparked that that first like ooh this will be a good khaki concept well it's where so, does that come from cuz cuz you know me for me it's like oh man that legolas guy is in lord of the rings is going to be cool i'm going to make him into a khaki <laughs> and that's as far as i go <laughs> so okay so if if we really if we will if we really want to break it down Let's go with the one character that I was stuck on for the longest time. And I kept coming back to it. And you're like, you're going to end up playing him. And then I ended up not playing him. And now I regret not playing him because he's a (laughs) fucking fighter. (laughs) (laughs) So I, so I made a character named Sahir and, and and what he was, he, he was a mercenary. He was a lawful evil mercenary who was like, as long as you pay me, I will be on your side. The moment the gold runs out, I'm no. Like, like if someone else pays me to kill the rest of the party, hey, guess what? I'm sorry, man. That's what the that's what the job says. And and the whole idea kind of sprung because <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I, I ripped off the idea because because I was playing Sekiro at the time. And 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 we got some hot takes here, guys. Oh yeah, it's steal like an artist. That's honestly <laughs> <laughs> like that that's the whole point. And in Sekiro, like the guy is missing an arm and he has a prosthetic arm and it like does all this weird crap like that. And I was thinking, man, I really like the idea of like having like a wood clockwork kind of a arm thing. You know, I, I think that worked really great in a fantasy setting. So I kind of I, I shot the idea to you and I'm like, hey, what if what if one of my characters had a prosthetic arm and all it was, it was just like the rest of his range weapons because because a fighter gets a martial weapon and then they get a longbow and a crossbow. And I was thinking, it would it be okay if the prosthetic arm was the crossbow and the longbow? And essentially, what it was is that it was going to have like branches, and and the arm would transform into the bow. And I and and I'm like, is that going to? And my my first immediate thought was like, that that's a really cool idea, but is that going to mess with mechanics? And I'm like, well, it shouldn't technically mess with mechanics. It's not like I'm adding things. It's just more like really strong reflavoring and but i but naturally i wanted to run it by you first and i didn't want i didn't want the idea to feel overpowered and so so then i'm like actually if you think about it it's a it's a not not a crutch but it's like it 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 could actually work against me because if the arm breaks and that's it i'm down two weapons and an arm <laughs> so right. you know and i think i think i think what i like about that concept is that you 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 felt like it was or you were afraid that it was going to feel overpowered but for me it wasn't like it was just the same mechanics as the fighter it was just the flavoring behind it mm-hmm. that made it very interesting for me and like if you think about it how cool would that character look now in the middle, in the middle of the desert, in Avernus. I was honestly very tempted to bring him back when I dropped Ludovico, and I was like, "No, we already have a fighter. I don't want. I don't want there. Like, I want there to be a bit of um, what's the word? Like diversity. Variation? diversity. Yeah, yeah, variation, diversity. You know, stuff like that. Like, I like, like that's like the whole. Like, I wasn't kidding when I said, everyone pick your class. Don't worry. I do have a class that's like, <laughs> you know, because I because because like it's, it's just like a weird thing with me. Like whenever I go to like a restaurant, I don't order the same dish. It's like Teresa's order mm-hmm. or something like that. Like I, so if like someone's playing wizard, I'm like, OK, wizard's off the board because that guy's playing wizard. That, oh, so I'll pick right. like a sorcerer or something like that. I want to play spellcaster. Um, right. But so so what goes into it is. One, the idea was fun. It felt semi-original. Like I like like I took an idea, kind of uh, like opened up the control panel, tweaked some of the gears, made it my own kind of a thing. 
And and also on top of that, like it could have had a lot of uh, payoff potentially because I, I was like because I, I was asking you kind of non nondescript questions like, hey, would this character be OK in this potential setting? And there's a lot of and there's a lot of assumption on my part. because I'm like, oh, because it says Descendant Avernus, I'm going to assume we're going to be in hell, which is going to have like this kind of thing. I mean- yeah. Which is fair, so like, like look at the cover, you know, right? Like, exactly. So that goes a big secret. So I wanted to make characters that kind of really played off of that dynamic, and so all of the characters I've I had so far, I kind of, I kind of dropped that idea when I got Carpock, but all the characters I had so far had a very exploitable weakness because I wanted them to go into hell and then be like, oh, okay, there's going to be like a devil that's like going to get inside your brain and like kind of twist your idea of what you wanted and sort of like gream a worm tongue the situation you right, know right right yeah so so like so like if i had a character that like wanted to save the world like you know the devil like the devil or the demon would go into his head and kind of be like well what is technically saving the world like it could be burning it down because you know humans are evil kind of a deal and it's right. just like oh you're right and then boom next thing you know i'm the villain <laughs> so <laughs> you know um it it really for me, it really does come. It really does boil down to how well does this character work in this setting? Like all the characters I made for Avernus, I don't see them working well in any other setting. Maybe I mean I'm I'm also gonna have to tweak them a bit, but it's just like I wouldn't play, I wouldn't play uh the what's the the Warforge Bard idea I had and like. Uh, Storm King's Thunder or something because right. I don't I don't feel like that would work well. You know, oh, you'd be surprised what a bard can do in Storm King's Thunder. Well, it's not—it's it, not the fact of what a bard can do. It's like what that particular bard wanted to do. You know, yeah. and and so it's and and what because of that, I I dedicated like the backstory to specifically for Avernus, and because of that, I also dedicated like. The execution of these potential, like, like I thought of everything. Like I thought of like race. I thought of subclasses. I thought of like potential spells in the future and how it's going to play off. Like riffing with like that particular character and how, you know. So it's and it's and it's like I even I was even talking about like flaws and like PTSD potentially for right. for particularly for that fighter character. Like I'm like. Okay, he lost his arm in a battle. He's going to be suffering from that. So I wanted to be I even came up with like what's it? Like a like not not like a disability, but like a but like a like a super huge flaw where it's like, okay, every rest I'm going to be rolling a D100. And if I roll another D100 and I get a 1 on top of that, then he's going to have like a PTSD nightmare and he's not going to get the benefits of a long rest kind of a thing. It's just like and 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 you're like, and then you're like, okay, you need to rein it in, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is fun for me. I like this. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I know, but but I knew it was going to be hard to keep track of during like the long campaign. You yeah, know? for a, for a one off, I think that plays perfectly because you're supposed to be done with that in like one or two games. Yeah, but, but you know, but but but, but, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I think those are very cool concepts, and I love the fact that you like go in and like start thinking about minute things like that because a lot of people don't. You're just like, oh, I'm just gonna be a paladin, right? Yeah. And big shield and that that that's surface level stuff. Like it's it's fun to like dig down and like what makes the character relatable, you know? Like it's do flaws. you want to be right? Do you want to be a Mary Sue that just everything's perfect and you do everything fine and you're really good at all the things and you don't have any flaws, no negatives on your like, ability checks or on your abilities? 
Or do you want somebody who's like, oh man, I'm really afraid of of, of snakes? Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 a uh, Besamir. Yeah, and you know, and 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 I played off of that, like that whole like that that entire scarecrow encounter. Remember the scarecrow encounter in the swamp? Yeah. Like no one actually got any physical damage, but you came out of that shook because all the scarecrows <laughs> were like pouring snakes onto snakes. you. <laughs> It's just me. Yeah. It was it was my worst. I mean, to be fair, it played off of my like real life fear of snakes. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> up to that point, Vesemir wasn't shook by anything. He was just intrigued by all the things death and evil and not evil or like dark until the snakes, <laughs> snakes showed up. Snakes, that's that that's that's a fucking bridge too far, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And like I feel like that's I feel like that's what gives flavor to like when you're like after you make the character and like you you move on forward in the story. It's like shit like that because for the rest of the game, the game after that point, snakes were a real threat to Vesemir. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and 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 what's and they weren't they weren't even. God, I I remember that part where where I think I want to say it was Heather's character was like talking to the ghost, and in the background you were fighting a huge snake. <laughs> <laughs> so so it'd be like so it'd be like what is happening? The, the, the ghost rattles off on the history of this town. Meanwhile, Vesemir, can you roll me a hit, dude? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, but it, it, it's the flaws is what makes the characters relatable, but also it gives so much more potential because if yeah, yeah if you're you're right, if you have a character that's perfect and invincible and bulletproof in every way, shape, or form, it gets boring after a while. You want yeah. you want a character that has something that's exploitable um, right. from the DM's perspective, like the right. snake thing. Like it could have like. Your, your character was totally fine with revenants and zombies and like towns burning down and stuff like that. But, but a little garden snake. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and it, it put such a big contrast on that bit of, that every time something related with snakes came out, because I don't know, it was fun because like the, the whole time you're in Barovia, like there's some really serious shit happening in every town and everything, like some very disturbing stuff. And Vesemir wasn't faced by any of it. No, he, he, until until the tiny snakes show up. It was it. it and v- Vesemir had like a very like sort. Not, I wouldn't say distant, but it was like kind of like a disconnect, like 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 a weird curiosity where like you were more mm-hmm. curious about things than you were like off put by it. But right. the moment snakes got introduced, you're it got it got far too real for you, and you're just like, okay, you know what? We need to get that. We need to get out of this hellhole. <laughs> like, I just I just remember Heather at one point was like, really snakes. <laughs> But snakes are a real like snakes. Snakes are a real thing. Like like for me, yeah. it, for me, it would be spiders. All of my characters are gonna have arachnophobia. <laughs> so, and it's like it's like even even like describing like like the large spiders that were in like Argivos Hole. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, but it's like like I said, flaw, flaws are what I mean. Flaws aren't entirely what makes a character. You have to have other things too. Like what are they gonna stand up for? But flaws is what makes a character relatable, you know. Right. And it, right. and it's like and it's like one of the big flaws. Like like one of my characters was gonna have uh, the the fighter was that every time he takes a long rest, he's t- he takes off his arm and starts tinkering with it. So that way, and and the whole idea was that if we get like caught or not caught, but like if there's like a, a, a surprise or yeah, an encounter, yeah, like a surprise encounter, he's not gonna have most of his weapons. And he was going right. to be an arcane archer. He wasn't going to have the best of his weapons because right. he because every time he takes off, he kind of tinkers with it and, you know, like keeps it up or up. Hey, Andrew, and stuff. One, one of our viewers has a question for us. 
Sure. Uh, Cairo knocks. He says, uh, he's, or she, uh, right. he, uh, they, uh, they're new both to the stream uh, as of recent and to the channel. And then he asks, or she, or they, uh, what was the most hype character either of you have created uh, for any settings? The mo Oh, man. That's actually the most hype character? What? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> for you, I mean, for you, it's, it's a harsh choice. But, like, for me, because I, I barely play, so, like, really, for me, it was Vesemir and how ridiculous he was. <laughs> So, so Kyra, uh, to give you a to give you an idea of like how this character developed, uh, originally he was a blood hunter. Oh, yeah, but blood hunter, goody two shoes, who was very intrigued by death, and like so, anytime there was something, this is in Barovia, by the way. Anything there was something related to death, he just wanted to like investigate it and like touch it and find out what it was. So this led to a lot of different issues because. Most of the party will always be like, oh, should we touch that tomb? Mm -hmm. And Vesemir was just like, oh, whoa, look at the the, the inscriptions in this yeah. in this uh, and, in this in this stuff. And it, it, it started out reasonably enough, like like you wouldn't be like, whoa, touch everything. Like like you would right. be like lifting stuff with a pencil and taking right. notes and stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. But then as and it then, progressed. <laughs> and then at one point, at one point in the setting, in the in the game, he got uh through things that happened without spoiling too much, he got a uh, uh, character flaws, and one of them was he is not afraid of death, and 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 he wants knowledge above anything. Yeah, no, he um he wasn't afraid of death. He would seek power at any given chance, and something like life has no value to him. Right, right, right. And then its alignment went from neutral good, or no, to chaotic from chaotic good to chaotic evil because mm -hmm. it was a, an alignment shift. So, and after after that, I gave the whole party. PTSD and like the Warforge. Oh no, she wasn't a Warforge. Warforge. No, no, no. She the was Warlock. A, yeah, Warlock. Yeah, the Warlock there <laughs> at the end. Well, she she developed a cigarette addiction. That's how, how, how much uh, anxiety I gave and, everybody. And, and, and it, it became a situation where everyone's like, oh, geez, what is this? Is this like a potential trap? Like, I don't want to touch it. Investment's like, buttons already pushed. And like, <laughs> it's just like, let's let's see what happens. <laughs> to the point that at one, at one point in Strat's castle, I went ahead because yeah. the, 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 the had like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, it was a one of secrets. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, what does the one of secret tells me in this hallway? And it's like, oh, there's nothing. Okay, well, fine. I'll, I'll walk. Turns out that the range of the one of secret ended right where the trap was. Yeah. <laughs> so I fell into a trap, which led me down into like uh, it was catacombs a, or whatever. It, it was a Prison. cell where it, you were up to your neck of water. Oh, right, right. I'm just, I'm just there. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's fine. They'll, they'll save me. And, and as I say that... <laughs> The rest of the party's like, well, that takes care of one problem. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fine. It, 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 it kind of boiled down to, like, like there were some people like, oh, thank God he's gone. And there are some people like, well, we need to go save him. And then it kind of just, like, the general consensus was, he can take care of himself. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he was a complete mess. It was great. It was a, it was a really fun character. It, it, and the it, thing with the snakes. And everyone just, just kind of everyone just kind of went about their business. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Well, it just happened. so happened that it just so happened that they stumble upon where I was. Like, oh, here he is. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone was like, "Okay, don't step on that particular tile." <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it just, they just went about their day. <laughs> right. But, but for me, the fun thing about that character was the fact that, like, he started very like, like noble hearted and like, oh, this is really cool. I want to save people. All this stuff. 
And by the end, he was just like a completely different character. He just wanted power. <laughs> he didn't care about <laughs> dying. And like this, of course, led to a lot of shenanigans. There was oh, a, there a, was a lot of great story development for you. There was a lot <laughs> of development. There was a lot of bickering in the party about your particular <laughs> character. Like there are some people like, okay, first of all, stop <laughs> triggering every not trap. A, not in a bad way. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. they were like they wanted to kick me out. Oh right? no, 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 no. It wasn't it wasn't like after the game, there were people messaging me like, like, can we tell Jose to look right <laughs> No, it, it, it was all like in-game stuff. Like we, we were yeah, all cool yeah. with each other. Yeah. <laughs> and it, for me for me it was just I never play characters like that. Like I don't get to play too often, but I never got to play characters like that. Uh the whole like chaotic bit of it. Like for me, like when I'm a when I play a video game or RPG, I'm very like methodical about the things that I do. Mm-hmm. And I always play like the holy warrior or whatever. So when he went to like chaotic evil, I, I, I told Andrew's like, I don't feel comfortable with this. And he's like, just go with it, man. And I think that was his biggest regret in the campaign. I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned a lot as a DM from that particular part. <laughs> yes. Vesemir, a half no, a wood elf. Blood Hunter, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, made it to level 11, defeated Strahd. And I like to think that he took power over the castle until Strahd came back. Until Strahd came back. And then there was, and then they were probably, like, fighting after that and whatever. I like to think that since he was alone, he was just like, hey, uh, I can be your next bodyguard. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Because he, like, he didn't only annoy the party. He annoyed every NPC that he Every <laughs> NPC. Like, it got... It, 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 okay, so one of the NPCs was a lich. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like five fucking seconds away <laughs> from just power killing this whole party. <laughs> he was a nice lich because of the way we encountered him. Yeah. Well, nice in the sense that he was thankful for yeah, not, saving him. Nice in the sense that he didn't immediately blow your guys' heads off like <laughs> the moment he regained consciousness. And I just kept pushing it. And it, it's just, it's just like, it, and and he was like doing like this, like not, not like a sweeping monologue, but he was like, he was like, oh, behold the grandeur of my amber temple. And you're like, what's this thing? What does this thing do? And he's just like, he's just like, God, Jesus, fuck, kid, can you give me a second? I have, I've been under for like three hundred years. <laughs> And it's just like it's just like every every NPC would just start chain smoking around you. Like that's how <laughs> bad it got. Just cigarettes and coffee just to keep up. <laughs> oh fuck. How about you, Andrew? <laughs> so is it my most hyped character that I've played or just ever? I don't I didn't specify, so you can do whatever you want. Because the one I really like the most is probably Decibel which is one of the characters that came up with for Avernus, which was essentially, it, it was essentially just a Daft Punk DJ. R- uh, right. R.I.P. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it, what it was, it was a, it was a Warforged that was like, kind of had like Jack Skellington proportions, but he, but it, it was a Warforged, but in the sense that it was actually just a pure robot and it would, and, but he was a bard and like his whole backstory was that like, while like like while while Artificer was tinking tinkering with his head, like a little like like a little bit of a shock like went into like his circuits and it rewrote something and he's like I have and like gave him a hero complex and he's like I have to save the world through music. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I remember this guy now. <laughs> yeah, and and like and like his bard instrument was like a keyboard that kind of like came from his own chest. Like it would be like it would be like a Casio keyboard. And like nice. <laughs> And, and, 
and and it was and I came up with a playlist and everything and I came up yeah. with like I came up with like song choices like okay if we're doing if I'm casting like the shield spell it's going to be safe and sound by uh justice <laughs> you know and if it's going to be haste it's going to be one more time by daft punk kind of a thing I I I, I imagine it would be like uh stylized in the way that like Guardians of the Galaxy was stylized with the music yeah. you know what I'm talking about oh yeah in the middle totally. of the adventure like Mr. Blue Sky <laughs> <laughs> I have all, I, Meanwhile, that party's like killing like a big monster in the background. Yeah, and then and, and then fucking like Decibel in the background is just fucking grooving. Like there's like and he has speakers for ears. We're like, yes, <laughs> you know. And so it was just it was just a really cool idea because I love anyone that knows me knows that I love music and like and like I love digging in the new music. So digging into like the like like the like sort of French house scene, I guess that's what it was. And then like applying that to D and D was like a perfect fucking mash <laughs> for me. I think that would have been, I think that would have been amazing. Cause I totally would have downloaded all those songs and put them in the, Oh, ma- it, made you, made you a cup, a co DM. Cause I trust you not to look at anything. I don't think yeah. it allows you to look at anything anyways, but it, it gives you access to the music. So you can play the music whenever you want. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, I, that's probably the only character I'm like, I'm keeping this one for other campaigns <laughs> <laughs> because it's such a cool concept. Um, uh, that, that'd be pretty awesome, though. But I mean, yeah, I hope I hope that answered your question, Ky- Ky- Cairo Knox. But, um, but I how mean, about you? Do, you? do you have anything interesting that you uh, you want to share with us? Uh, but as you can see, we are a mess when it comes to making characters and playing. I make I, I it's almost every day I'm I'm throwing either a concept or a joke concept at, at Jose. I think, I think my strongest joke concept so far was like, I want to make a fighter. He's just a normal guy, champion fighter, human mid thirties. And the only reason why he's avenging is so he could pay off his child support. Right. <laughs> that was a recent one. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it's like he's divorced and his backstory just says, I've lost my family. So people think that they're dead, but then like dead. the wife shows up for child support. And he's like, Hold on, I gotta take care of this real quick. <laughs> so he has to like separate all the loot that like the party yeah. just went through. It's like a percentage for the wine. Yeah, right? like how much do you think you can get off for the potion of giant kind? <laughs> and he's always broke and his back always hurts, no yeah. matter how strong he is. His back always hurts and he never gets enough sleep. <laughs> and as soon as anybody started monologuing, he just falls asleep right away. <laughs> the, 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 the dad nap. <laughs> I just, I just like to have, I like to have fun. I'm sorry. Like, uh, you know, like, I, I, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, I, I've made some serious characters. I've made some like pretty dark characters. Like you even told me one yeah. time, you're like, okay, yeah. this character's too dark. I can't. I'm sorry. And I'm like, which one, which one was that? That wasn't the warlock. Which one? There was one that you made. No, it was, a, I think oh. it was a warlock. Dude, there was one I remember because I usually don't tell you no. I'm like, yeah, that sounds fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But like there was one time that like, bro, this is like really, really dark. OK, so so what it just happened? called dirty. <laughs> so what happened was I had just got off playing the game Blasphemous, which if anyone that's played the game Blasphemous knows it, there's a lot of like Catholic guilt <laughs> involved in yep. that game. And I was like, dude, I want to make a warlock that's like that's like whose patron is kind of based off of like the miracle concept on the on blasphemous which is anyone that doesn't know the miracle is like 
you will suffer. And that's the miracle. <laughs> like kind of a thing Like you will suffer in either natural or supernatural ways. And you'll be thankful for that. I'm like, that's going to be my warlock. He's going to be like, Oh, he's going to be worshiping this horrible thing that causes like pain and dismay to people. And you're like, dude, I'm, no, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> I'm like, come on. <laughs> Let me also, have my that time I also, at that time you were shooting me like a new concept every other day. Yeah. That, Actually, no, like every day. That was that was during the the Avernus frenzy when I had like yeah. when I had like I mean give me give me a class and I probably had a, a character for it. Yeah. I think I think the, I think the party did appreciate that eventually though. But anyways, let's move on to the second question out of one hundred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, not really a question, but uh, so the next point I want to talk about is like how, how how do you create a good party dynamic, and is dynamic like you want to like a good party dynamic or a bad party dynamic? I mean, it, 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 which one plays in which way? Like, what, what is like the, I mean, the I, way to go about that? I would say the only quote unquote bad party dynamic is one that's like boring and monotonous. Like, if everyone plays the exact same class the exact same way, then that's a bad party dynamic. But I don't, I, I don't think that's possible unless you somehow manage to get a bad table of like unimaginative people. A good, a good party dynamic is just everyone brings something different to the table, you know, in terms of like combat, role play, exploration, stuff like that. And it doesn't even have to be like, okay, one person is the healer, one person is damaged, one what is, person. What do is, they call it? The, the 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 holy trinity. The yeah, healer, tank, DPS. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Five E. If I have to give credit for Five E for one thing, is that they've done a really good job of breaking away from the whole idea that okay. You need a cleric. You need right. a fighter. You need a wizard. And then everybody else is just kind of like, uh, what's the word? Like icing on the cake, you know? And, and and it's really like, like to me, a good a good party is where everybody has a moment in the spotlight and everybody comes away from the whole campaign feeling satisfied. <clears throat> They're like, yes, yeah. my character contributed in some way, shape or right. form. And, and it's, and I think I would actually encourage odd choices in terms of like part quote unquote party balance, because that way it causes not causes, but it makes the players and the DM kind of think a little outside the box. So, so if it's something that's like, this is a very combat heavy campaign, like, like what happens when a bunch of <laughs> what happens if the party all decides to be druids? Ugh. <laughs> you know, but right. but there are you know at the end of the day, D D is not a video game. Like, there's not a right. binary solution to these problems. So I, you know, I think I, I I think a good quote unquote party dynamic is one that it's just at the end of the day, it's fun and satisfactory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree 100. percent And then, like you said, like the the good thing about Five E is that it doesn't have to be the Holy Trinity. No, like, legit, like. Right now, we don't have a... Well, kind of. We have a paladin now, so we have a sort of like a healer, but we don't have like the cleric. Right, but yeah, a, you know a, what I mean? a, a paladin doesn't have the same juice as like a cleric would. Right, 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 right. Or like a bard you know, and, would and, have. And that's fine. That that leads to three TPKs in the first session or whatever, mm -hmm. or the first chapter of the book, you know, which, you know, if you play well, it's memorable because everybody rem remembers dying a lot. Yeah, and... and, and, and Baldur's Gate. Every, everybody's gonna... It, it, 
if anything, it, it just kind of nails the point home. Like, wow, we really are in hell. We keep getting our asses handed to us. Like, right. there are bigger things out there than us. Right. You know. Right. So I, I, yeah. that's totally fine. You know. Um, the one the one fun party dynamic that I think uh, that you brought up at one point was the wizards. And each wizard is a different school of uh, of magic. Yeah. That 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 I want to I want to run that or play in that whatever, but I want to be part of that because like that sounds so fucking. I would imagine I would imagine Candlekeep Mysteries would be the perfect thing for that, where every like yeah. like I'm the Conjuration Wizard and I'm the Divination Wizard, and then the DM's fucking sweating <laughs> <laughs> behind the screen because you if, if, if it's you, cool it's cool they can do that if they want if you if if, if if you get high enough level wizards they'll be like look at me I'm the DM now <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> However, though, in the early early in the game, you one slap and they're gone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's the only takeaway from a wizard. But I think I think it I think what makes a really really excellent party dynamic is where you have that moment where something happens, and there's either one or more member of the party that just goes like, "Yes, now it's my time," and then they jump yeah. into the fray, you know, or yes. or whatever, you know. Yeah, that that's what dictates. So like the moment that like everybody's failing their charisma check, thing, they step in to like save the day. With yeah, the, like, and one guy's like, "I'm the right, right roll. Hold on, let me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I'd, I've trained my whole life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's and 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 a good party dynamic is one where, like like I said before, everybody kind of gets a piece of the pie. Where it's not yeah. just one person that's like kind of yeah. solving the problem. Where it's like everybody's yeah. like, okay, like we need someone to open this door. Okay, well let my you know twenty strength person ah flip open the door. But well, then it could it could be really funny when like the twenty five strength person fails to roll miserably, mm-hmm. and the gnome with a good uh, sleight of hand dexterity check with thieves tools just opens it no problem yeah exactly so it, yeah, yeah. So, so you have the stone door but nobody has a strength check or strength score of over 10 so then what do you do oh, okay well I'm gonna polymorph into a rat and try to squeeze in between okay that, that creative that creative solutions yeah I mean exactly. that that works <laughs> so yep. the, the book didn't say a rat couldn't fit under the door <laughs> so yep. why not exactly <laughs> you know well, so, so here's the next point though so well, if you just talk about a couple, actually, you kind of talked about it, touched it a couple times, a couple times. But what effect does your character have on the campaign or story? I I would say the most important effect your character should have is that it adds something without taking away something. Like I want my character to be able to, if not add a little bit of, st- I guess like stability and background to the world, at least add a little bit of content. Without right. without having without having that not not the same content but a different sort of content taken away, like mm-hmm. what's it like? I don't I don't want my character to have to like negate a part of the campaign because like oh their character's class can just eh, you know it's not a problem anymore. But meanwhile, like like the, like my character might have. Not like flaws, but maybe some sort of like outside um, conflicts that will show up, and then like and and then we'll have to deal with those outside conflicts, and pe- and the rest of the party will be like, well, what was that all about? And then they're like, oh yeah, by the way, I forgot. 
I'm part of a under uh, I'm 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 part of a water deep mafia kind of a right, thing. And right, I, yeah, and, exactly. and I escaped to the land of Chult to get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That that stuff that like a lot of people forget to and me as a DM, I forget too, like, you know, like sometimes it's hard to like bring bits of and because that some players make a book, autobiography of the background, the mm-hmm. background. And that makes it actually a lot harder. You think you're helping at the end, but for sometimes it's lot, you already have enough to read. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The, but when there's something small, like like you just said, like, oh, it's part of a Bafia in Waterdeep and I'm in Schultz running away from it. That's prime material for the DM to have stakeholders in the campaign setting that, re- that, that um, not respond, but, um, well, yeah, that respond to you and, and what you're doing. There. Yeah. And then, and, and then it, it has payoff, very important. you know, right. It's, it, it, yeah. it's a risk, but there's also a bit of a payoff. And then, and I, I think you touched on a pretty good point there. But like when it comes to backstory, you want to be it's weird. Like you want to be flavorful, but also vague at the same time. Like you want yeah. you want there to be enough wiggle room where it's like, OK, my character has this going for them. But right. it's in such a way that the DM can decipher it however they see fit. So it's like right. so it's like the whole like, oh, I I left a secret behind at the city. And that's the whole reason why I came to this land to go on an adventure. And then the DM's like the one that gets to decide like, what's the secret. So that way it's, it's to the point that it even surprises the player that came up with the backstory, you know, which is what brings me, which I think I didn't, man, I I think I did a fairly, a bad job at at explaining or not explaining, but at uh, at fleshing out this bit, but you know, how Orin had a bookstore. Mm hmm. In in, Bal- in Baldur's Gate, right? He's our, our gnome wizard, by the way, in, in our current campaign, and he came from Candlekeep to find a secret in in uh, or to find the, the source of evil in in, in Baldur's Gate, right? Uh-huh. The source of evil in Baldur's Gate, spoiler alert, was the shield of the hidden lord, uh-huh. and that was gonna be the payoff. And I did. I don't know if I was I was rushing or what happened, but I don't feel like I did such a I didn't do that. Was what he was looking for, what he failed, and he had to do the the bookstore. Meanwhile, he was looking for that because remember how you guys like your backstory was that you you did a heist mm-hmm. and then the heist failed and people knew who you were or whatever. Well, like everyone that. else did a heist. I was just there. <laughs> Some, right, 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 right. Somehow my character was just like, oh, geez, there's a heist right there happening across. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the thing is that. Orin originally was doing the heist because he thought that what he was going to find was the source of all evil mm-hmm. and failed, whatever, his bookstore, all this stuff, whatever. Later on, he actually found it. And I didn't do such a, I didn't do a good payoff that the fact that the, the shield of the hidden Lord was what he was looking for. He didn't know it, but that's what he was looking for. That was the source of evil. Oh yeah. Um, pay, at, the, at that bit. Payoff, payoff is hard. Like it Yeah. I actually, that was one of the few things I really regretted about Curse of Strahd was that the fact that the setting, because it's cut off from the rest of the world, like it didn't really matter what your backstory was because it wasn't going to pay off. Like there was like, like, like the whole idea, like, um, what's it? Like Vesemir's character came from like a, like, like a family of monster hunters and like uh, I'm thinking of Quintess. That's not her name. He was Lilith. he was well he was well balanced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. You're never playing that class again. <laughs> but it's like but it's like Lilith's character would like dealt with some hags in the past and stuff like that. So I'm like I was like I was trying to have like payoff for those characters' backstories, but it felt kind of ham fisted at the same time because I'm like. Yeah. I'm like, it, the, the whole point of the setting is that it's cut off from the rest of the world and you feel isolated. Right. So, and so, right. I mean, I mean, the payoff, 
I understand payoff is difficult. So that's just that's just when you just have to have a point, just have a sticky note that says Oren equals Shield of the Pit Fiend or whatever the fuck Lord. it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, yeah. you know. And yeah, no, I know. And, and But I, I don't know what happened. And whatever. X and whatever. Now you're in Avernus. It doesn't really matter. But yes, mm. no, it's, it's that's the kind of stuff that like little bits like that like the thing with uh with little vicar and how like eventually he decided i think that was a good send-off for him that was actually oh, yeah. a, a very organic way to end that story and i was super happy about how that happened same so. same and, and for you guys that don't know uh essentially little vicar was a remind me if i'm saying it or correct me if i'm saying this wrong but he was a an assassin from an order from el Terrell. Mm-hmm. um you know it's like a, like a religious order he was orphan and he had a his father figure was one of the priests in one of the main um, churches, religious, yeah, churches yeah. in in El Terrell. Obviously, in, in descending cathedrals. Obviously, in in the, in in the beginning of uh, descending to Avernus, El Terrell was wiped from the map. Nobody knows what happened. Things happen. Not gonna go into spoilers, but whatever. At the end, you do find El Terrell, uh, but in a really bad state. Mm-hmm. And, and and it was such a good time because I, I think at that point, uh, Andrew wanted to make a new character because the way that Ludovic was going, his skills was were not gonna apply too well into what was coming next. It, it, and it was essentially gonna be like my character was just sneak attack damage and that's it. Like nothing right, like right, none right. of the other skills were applicable for the rest yep. of the adventure. Yep. And it just so happened that it was at the right moment where he finds his church. Not only the church that he was he grew up in, but his father figure. Mm-hmm. And while the rest of the party venture into the rest of Avernus to like do whatever they have to do. He was like, there's nobody here that can protect these people. I'm going to stay behind. Yeah. And it was such a nice, it, like, golden bow on top, like, and goes it, into that character. And and and, and it, it had reached a point where, like, I feel like my character, in terms of combat, really stepped up. Like, he was doing a lot of kills. And he was, like, using, like, a lot of, like, the city's, like, defense mechanisms against the devils and stuff like that. So it really, it really did sort of set up, like, okay, this guy... He might, I mean, yeah. like the rest of the party, I might think so, but I was like, all right, this guy's good enough to sort of defend the city on his own. Was like the right, right, right. Was like the rest, was like the rest of like the holy warriors that were there. Yeah. So. Which, which, to be fair, it wouldn't have applied too well at the rest uh, to the rest of the adventure. So it was great that it ended there. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. So I felt um, it was a very good organic style of yeah. storytelling. Um, yeah. Speaking of organic storytelling, I kind of want to touch on the whole uh, Rick Tavio thing. That yeah. you and your character had, <laughs> because I thought that was I thought that was actually fucking beautiful. Like I, it was such it was such it. I actually had like an epiphany moment. And I'm like, oh my god, this is actually gonna happen. And it's 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 like it's like okay, I just got to be ready for it for when it does happen. So, <laughs> so like so like your character was like a monster hunter, which I'm like, okay, it's cool. I didn't say anything regarding the setting in terms of like monster hunting you because your, your character was essentially just like like a love letter to the witcher which i understand so right. like down to the name and the style of like you're fighting and whatnot yeah. so i'm like okay your character's a monster hunter and then you meet a legendary monster hunter within barovia and turns out this guy was like you're like supposed to be like your ally against stride and you're like, had books and like and like you're like you're fucking like freaking out you want to like assign your like books and shit like that and then you turn out and then it turns out He's not like this super noble, like badass warrior. He's like this ultra pragmatic, like I'm going to scum out the 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 enemy as best as I can because you know what? A real monster hunter knows between the difference of honor and victory mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a thing. And your character's like, 
no, that's not cool, man. I'm sorry. That's not how I roll. And so, and so there's like this huge rift between you guys. That was like, they were meteor heroes. That was like my thing for a bit. It was like, it was like this weird, like bromance heartbreak that like, that like, like made this huge rift between you two guys. And Fucking point break moment, right? There. Oh yeah. It really was like, like, like you, you were like, you, you like fell head over heels for this guy. And then the moment he showed a sign of cowardice, you're just like, never meet your fucking heroes, man. <laughs> and, but, but, but he had to stick with you because that's kind of like point of the adventure. And then you get to the Amber temple and then, and then like, like, like there's, there's a point where it's oh like, Oh my where, God. And then, I and, forgot about that. And then there's a point where like, you have to like, you might have to sacrifice someone for like ultimate power. And I'm like, and, and, and I had this revelation, like, oh, my God, Vesmer's going to fucking kill Rictavio. <laughs> and my flaw was that I want power no matter what. And I was like, I was like, oh, my fucking God, he's going to do it. He's kind of I mean, and you didn't. And you had a you, you had a justifiable reason. But it's just like but it, it was just like, oh, no, <laughs> it all kind of it all kind of led up to this that, moment. <laughs> that moment was so intense. <laughs> I never feel so much intensity in a game of D&D. And everybody was like waiting to see what was going to happen. Like my brain, my mind was going at a thousand miles per hour. Dude. Like I was like every, I was seeing the matrix, every possible freaking like path that I could take. You should, you should have just went with it, man. That would have been so <sighs> awesome if you did. Oh, I don't, at that moment, I don't know. I just, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I put it out well though. Cause eventually like, like I kind of re- reconciliated with. Uh, right. But it's just, I, I mean, I mean, it, it was just. And when it when and when I had that thought, I I was like, oh no, this all started at the vineyard because 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 it was it, it was the moment at the vineyard where Rictavio runs away from a fight to right. get to higher ground. You're like, wait a minute, <laughs> and like and like you start to realize that this guy is not the superhero that he thought he was. And I'm like, oh no, every slight, every dig that these guys had each other, it all led to this moment. Like this was some serious like pre season seven Game of Thrones shit like yeah. happening. <laughs> Oh, it was so good. It was, <sighs> it was, that was such a great moment in, in gaming. It was beautiful. Oh, it, I mean, it was. And, you know, and so, wait, what was the original question? <laughs> no, we, we pretty much answered just what kind of like impact does your character should have in the campaign or the story? Something you know? like that. Like, I think yeah. because, because your character, your characters are part of the story. Like, I know, I know a lot of the settings are like, oh, there's, the ordaining of giants has been messed up and you guys kind of have to set it straight, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, this is your character story. Your, your motives and flaws and characteristics should have an, like, like uh, I would say a pretty sizable impact to the point that like every character kind of gets an arc, you know? So, which is, it's hard to achieve, but you know, it's it's there. It's a lot of work, but I, I, a good portion of that has to be with like the DM can only work with what they got. You right. know, right, right, right. and and that might be like, OK, this this character's backstory is either a not enough for me to work with or B, it doesn't really f- mesh well with the, you know, with the campaign setting kind of a thing. So, you know, yeah. it, is um, what it is. So we talked we talked about ooh, we talked about a lot of things, a lot of theoretical stuff. So let's let's move on to the next bit. How do we put it all together, Andrew? How do we? grab all these amazing ideas, stories, concepts, and put it down into paper. And I know that there's a billion videos out there on how to do this, but like now we got to do our own. Well, you really, it all has to start with, <laughs> I mean, 
you, you, you have an interesting concept for a character, right? But then, but then, ha- but then you have to think, okay, well, how am I going to get, well, okay. So it's, so it's like, is this going to be a joke concept or is this going to be a real concept? And if it's a real concept, you're like, okay, so then I need this character to have a bit of longevity. It needs to have mechanically, this needs to work. So how do I get this mechanically to work? Well, it all comes down to race. And then after race, it comes to class. And then class comes to subclasses. Nine times out of ten, if you have a concept for a character, class is usually the first thing that has that comes to mind. And everything yeah. else, well, for me, when I have a concept for a character, class is the first thing that comes to mind. And everything else kind of comes to support it. So it's like, all right, I have, I have a concept for a warlock. Okay, well, warlocks are charisma based, so I need a good justification for either being a wood elf or a tiefling. Well, a tiefling would work better for this backstory, so I can just kind of, you know, again, open that control panel up, tweak some things, close it. All right. And, you know, and then send it on its way. And then it's like, okay, now to really drive this concept home, what subclass should I be? Like, will this one work better than the other? And like, but I want to and and. And then, and then that gets to the point where it's like, okay, do you want to have fun with the concept or do you want to have fun with the character? And right. and it's like, which one, which one comes first? Because if you want to have fun with the character, then you might have to like pick the better subclass or class that you would think, and then kind of make way for the story afterwards. But if you want to have fun with the concept, then you need to fit the class and subclass that fits that narrative. Or you know right. you, you get what I'm saying, so yeah. yeah yeah. So 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 far we have you find you usually start with the class because that's gonna dictate a lot of things, mm-hmm. and then you go to race, uh, pick something that complements it. Right. Um, and then after that you start looking into the the sub the, the subclasses for for whatever it is that you're playing, um, which makes sense. One of the most important things about making a character is rolling your stats. Which is, let's talk about let's talk about this, Andrew. Roll, we which way do you prefer to roll your stat or to I'm sorry, to acquire your stats? See, we have roll roll four drop the lowest roll four d six is drop the lowest. Mm-hmm. We have the point by system, and then we have the standard array. I don't like the point by system. There's just something about it that just sits wrong with me. It doesn't feel right, right? Yeah. For me, it always feels weird, but some people love it. It feels weird it's, and it feels like it feels underwhelming. It feels like you're right. if it feels like your strongest stat's always gonna be like kinda eh. the, Yeah. The standard, if we are gonna go to the standard array, I don't I'm I'm okay with the Wizard of the Coast standard array. I like the any dice standard array better. You guys um, seem to really click with that one for the yeah. ones that we Because I mean it gives it I, I I think I think the anti dice standard array clicks better because the strongest I need to stop clicking that <laughs> because the str- I'm gonna be editing as like what the fuck is that yeah, click? I know. because the um because the Wizard of the Coast standard array the the strongest number is a 15 which like to me I'm like mm, even if I have a plus two to that I'm only gonna get a plus one extra on that ability whereas the anti dice standard array the strongest score is a plus is a 16. So, so if you get, so, so your strongest like stat boost will give you an extra plus two to that, which I, you know, it just, for me, it sits better. Um, yeah. And they did, they do, they do explain how they did the math behind it. And apparently it's more accurate than what the one, the one that Wizards of the Coast has. That's mm-hmm. from, 
and I think so many dies. And I, I, I don't think I don't think the Wizard of the Coast like had bad math. I think they were like, okay, let's take this and kind of shave it down a bit. That way, there's growth for these characters right. at level one because. Like have like having a character at level one with like a twenty in their like best stat already feels kind of busted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which which, which happened to <laughs> which leads me to like I like it, but I didn't like it at the same time. It's like a weird gray area for me. But for Avernus, I got you guys to, to roll your stats and and it paid off beautifully. Like it it did. But like my rule was because we were doing it all. First of all, we were gonna do them all at the same time on roll twenty on session zero. And it was going to be one at a time. So it doesn't get messy. It doesn't get weird. That was like very important to me. And the rule was you roll four sets, which was very generous if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Four sets and you pick whichever one of those sets uh, you like. Best. I thought it was three sets. Oh, I'm sorry. Three sets and yeah. you pick from thinking. Yeah. Three sets and you pick the best one out of those three sets. Two out of the five players rolled almost maxed out after their yep. after their their game their their they, they set up their stats and everything yeah after racial bonuses and everything like like yeah. there were some like none of us had anything below 14 like yeah it, it, it was, was crazy it was busted <laughs> yeah which is it's it, i mean it, even with that they fucking died a lot of yeah anyway so I mean, <laughs> it, it kind of worked out <laughs> yeah but the one i love is freaking howard because he rolled not necessarily the best ones and he just took it. And he was like, "This is my character, and I'm going with it." Which, in my opinion, it's my opinion. In my opinion, is better than having like no negatives or no low low modifiers. You know what I mean? His just his, having having something that he's bad at and just rolls. Roll well, I think I think that's kind of that's why I like the standard array so much because I mean, like ro- rolling for stats. Rolling for stats is a literal roll of the dice. Like you might get really strong stats, but then you also yeah. might get really crap stats. And depending on how strict your DM is like, well, that's what you get. And I'm like, well, I can't have an eight index because I'm a rogue. And it's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> right. You know, right. I get good, I guess. But, <laughs> but that's why I like the standard array so much because you have, you have a really strong one and then it kind of teeters off. And so it's like, okay, now the fun is, where am I going to put this low number? Like, do yeah. I want to put it in a stat that actually means something to me? Or am I just constitution? Gonna... Yeah. Always constitution. No matter God, what when, <laughs> fuck. When, when Armando says like, I have a plus zero to my constitution. I think everyone at the table is like, Oh dude, no. Okay. Look, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was slightly my fault, but whatever. Like number one rule, <laughs> never make constitution your dumb stat. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's like an unspoken rule between all D and D players. Right. Um, no, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty fun though. Like the first part of Avernus with everybody being super powerful and it, you guys were cocky as fuck. Oh yeah. And Be- the- because, <laughs> because we had like, we had like plus five to certain stats and like, oh, I have a plus seven to attack. Oh, that doesn't fucking matter when this guy does massive damage to my character. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you down so bad with the first encounter of the freaking pirates. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pirates, man. <laughs> No, but it was good. And, and, and you know, there's a, that's one of the things that... So right now, I think, in my opinion, that if I run another campaign, I'm probably going to do the uh, roll three sets, pick the better one. Right. Um, because it, 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 did a lot, uh, it did a lot for variety and surprise. You know, like, 
people when people roll, they're expecting really shitty rolls. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody got really good rolls, like really solid rolls. And and the thing is, even with even with like really like hot rolls that we got, it didn't break the game. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Nothing, it didn't. nothing got busted because there was there were still some times where we where didn't matter if you had a plus seven to your attack at level one, you still rolled a natural one. So that's a miss, man. I don't know what to tell you. You know. Right. So right. and. Now, now let me ask you this, and yeah, so let's move on for, from stats real quick. How do you feel about the method I'm using for the health? Oh, the roll or take your average. I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. I like that. Be- okay, good. Because uh, I before this, I did the video game thing, like oh, you just get your max hit die. Yeah, I did that too, and I regretted it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Especially in, in, in and I think that's when I noticed in, in Strahd. I'm like, man, this is very like busted yeah like every there's, everyone there's, was beefy and it got really hard to like like right really, right re- and, and really drive the lethality home so. yeah and then I, I played a game with another dm who does the roll like roll just roll whatever you get that's what you get and he does have a rule that if you roll a one you get to roll again but if you get another one that's it however see i'm okay with it, that yeah it, but it did lead to like me like holy crap like yes i'm a cleric but and i have all right health but i keep rolling ones twos you know what I mean? So, like, I had to be more careful. And I like the sense that I wasn't like, oh, I have max health. I don't have to worry about, mm-hmm. you know, not taking hits. Like, no, no, like, I need to not die. You know what I mean? So, like, a compromise in my head was because I didn't want you guys to take, uh, take you guys from always having max hit dice to rolling like shit all the time is you roll. If you get below your average, you take your average, which I think everybody's happy with that because otherwise... Howard would have would have like twenty. Howard can't roll for <laughs> crap when it comes to his HP, and I feel so bad. <laughs> he, he keeps rolling ones and twos. How is that even possible? He can be, he's a wizard. <laughs> like, like every every time we're like, okay, it's Howard's turn to run his hit die. Is he gonna get average from above? And he never, never gets it. never rolls above average. The poor dude. <laughs> Just. So everybody is rolling around with like 120, 130 hit points, and he has like 47 or something like that. See now, no 60. I think he just hits 60. Yeah, he he hits 67. At level at level 10. At level 10, yeah. God, which, which it reflects his. He's a gnome. It reflects the fact that he's a yeah, gnome. He's, you know he, what I mean? He is a gnome wizard who ran a bookstore for the past 30 years. Like, yeah, no, he is not battle hardened. So. <laughs> I think that's great. A unsuccessful great. bookstore, by the way. <laughs> Which that was great. Bit- I know I know you said he didn't have payoff, but I think he had payoff of the fact that we kept digging at him over that fucking <laughs> bookstore for like three sessions. I haven't forgotten, Howard. My character has, but I haven't. <laughs> Little Vic was still in an L trap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So car pockets doesn't know about the unsuccessful book. That's all. <laughs> when, he, when he finds out though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I would honestly go a little meaner with it. Like I would be like, okay, you can either take the average or you roll. And if you roll, mm. that's what you get. Now you can re-roll I, ones. I, I'm okay with that. You can re-roll right. ones, but then. But like a one, a, a roll, a, re-roll a one, not re-roll one. Yeah. Yeah. You, you re-roll on a one. Oh, no, you want. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. No, I think that's, I think, I think that's fair. And it, it leads to more like risk reward yeah. type situation. I'm just a nice DM. Everybody knows that. I know, but you kind of, but, <laughs> but like, but like the thing is that when, when you start being a little too nice, you start being a little too generous. I'm going to sound like an I asshole. For I'm going to sound like an asshole, but here we go. <laughs> when you start being a little too nice and generous, like it kind of lowers the stakes significantly. 
you know, and and which is. And that's and that's where like a lot of the tension comes from, you know. Yep. It's like, oh god, I, I I only got two extra hit points this level. Yep. So. No, I agree. I agree a hundred percent with that because I felt it. I felt it after I felt it after Strahd, and I felt it in my first game of uh, Out of the Abyss. The big difference between always having a max hit die and um, and rolling for it, like mm-hmm. it's, you feel the tension. Next game I run, I'm not doing the. There's a rule we we because I play the I play the long rest as in like you just regain all your hit die. Right. The rule is not that. The rule is you don't get your whole, all your hit dice. You get a number based on whatever your your constitution is. Oh really? Yeah yeah yeah. It's it's so if look into that because that's the way Robert does it. And I can't remember the exact rule, but it's not you don't regain all your hit dice. Boom, and you get a, a certain amount of hit die on your ah, long rest. Ah, that might actually yeah, be yeah, handy yeah. for the next campaign. Yeah yeah. I there you go. I, got, I gave you one for free. <laughs> so. So yeah, so that's that's you know without going into step by step, you know you you got your concept, you you think of the class, then of the race, then of the subclass, and then you roll. We talked about a couple of different ways to roll for your uh, for for your stats and all that stuff. You put it all together on paper or on roll twenty or on D and D Beyond. They're all great resources. Or the character uh, master. The character master. Oh, the character master is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you have your character ready. But now let's talk about something that's very important to me, I think, okay. for everybody. Once it's all put together, what makes you a good player versus, like, a great player? Oh, I, I, was, like, I was like, versus a bad player. Metagaming. That's what makes you a bad player. Okay, let's, let's, go, let's go the spectrum. You have bad player, good player, and excellent great player. player. Great player. Exceptional player. Exceptional. Great, a plus plus. Great player. Beautiful players. Best, 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 best. I have the best players. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. I didn't say it. Um. <laughs> Why are we? They're gonna if, if one of them like decides not to play D and D with us, we're fucked. I, I, I mean, and, and they're like, I don't want to play at this table anymore. I'm like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I understand 100. percent I have no one to blame but myself. <laughs> um. Okay, so what makes a good player is someone that. Is cooperative with the story. Uh, someone that doesn't like that's someone someone that's not like, well, that's what my character would do. You know. Oh my god, yes. Someone that doesn't threaten to burn down the the shop because the shopkeeper doesn't want to give them a 50% discount. Unless it is part of the story. Hold on, like hold on, hold on, hold on. We're getting there. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know, it's some someone that I, I wouldn't say contributes, but doesn't get in the way of the narrative kind of a thing. And someone that um, let's someone that recognizes that the other players uh, need their turn to spotlight too. some, you know, someone doesn't hog the limelight. Literally any of those things, if they go against that, that makes them the bad player. <laughs> so yeah. anybody that's like, I, no, this campaign's about me and stuff yeah, like that. I agree. And, I agree that a hundred percent. And I think one I think one specific thing is to take an even further step with the whole, like, everybody needs a, 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 a limelight, a spotlight. Um, you can't, I know a lot of people expect the, the DM to shine the line of that person, but it's up to the players to also realize, like, because I struggle with this at Vesemir, because I talk a lot and I, it was ridiculous. You can ask Andrew about that. Um, but, like, realize that, like, I have to shut up 
So like another person, even if they're not showing that they want to say something, they I don't I can't read minds. So like just because they're not like, oh, let me say something. You know what I mean? Like, shut up. Give the other players a chance to do the thing. I think that elevates the everybody uh, co cooperative. Um, everybody needs a spotlight, a moment in the spotlight. Ele ele elevates that to actively giving that person the spotlight. You know, and I think that's very important. Like, like, and I know that, like, I know because we play online, and I know like online is really hard because sometimes lag and whatever. You know, it's it's very hard to do that, and 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 it, in person it's a lot easier to do it. But either, and then we have to be even more aware of that. And just like, if there's a awkward silence for a bit, that's fine. Yeah, that could yeah. just be like, maybe like the That was honestly the weirdest thing for me to get used to was dead air on roll 20. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, it's obviously going to take Same a for me, bit, I, you know, I, <laughs> so. I, I, I still, tr I still struggle. I struggle with it. That's at the end because I want to move the story along. Right. But, the, but I know, I know. But then you also have to think about connection issues and stuff like yeah. that. And you're like, okay, I'm going to start talking. And then immediately someone else is going to start talking. Like, oh, God. Okay. All right. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, yeah. So that's what makes that's what makes a good player is the like recognizing those things. What makes an exceptional player is going the step beyond. Like, like adding stuff to the narrative and to the game without without overstepping your boundaries as a player like like okay say you're all right let's go back to that shop thing and you want to get a a discount on stuff all right my character is a is a fighter with a soldier background and one of the one of the things that he gets as a soldier for his background uh, items is that he has a banner of like the the squad or the or the group that he was in kind of a thing and so, so you're like, can I roll a history check and show like this, like this piece of the banner to the guy and say, Hey, I did my time. Like I served like alongside like Prince, blah, 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 you know, to like, can, can I, can I get a discount, you know, because I really need this and, and like, and, and I'm going on a quest to help this village kind of thing. So, so just like that, just because you used your background, you added a little bit more lore to it. Yep. Like yep. I would be like, yes, go ahead like roll like like um I, I i said history but i i meant i meant like something like uh help me out here like a persuasion with advantage kind of a deal because you use your background you kind of and you digged into like the lore and the history of this land and like and and there and there might be a little bit of payoff there might not because like if that persuasion check doesn't go through and like oh then you can just kind of write it off as this guy is just stingy or kind of a right. thing but right. but if the persuasion check goes through then then the players like kind of recognize, oh, this guy's a patriot. Like he, you know, he he recognizes his exactly, you yeah. know, kind of a thing. And I think I think also that's another thing that's very important because I think a lot of players forget that even though it seems like it, that the M doesn't actually know anything, right? You know, like and and I feel like a lot of players are waiting for the DM like do me a shake on this very specific thing on your backstory. Mm -hmm. You know, and like it's hard. Like we know the basic stuff for the most part. And we try to remember, but we we're dealing with a lot of shit. So if you bring, if you bring your backstory, like Andrew just said, into whatever's happening, the event that's happening, that makes that elevates you to a whole new level because you're like, yes, yes, give me things to work off of. Yeah, exactly. Because I can't remember all the things. Yes, and you and you want and you want things to riff off of, or it, you know, and it and even then, it could be something where it's like mechanically, my character can do this, but characteristically, he will not. So it's right. so it's like going back to that kind of soldier character, 
like, okay, what if, what if you're in a fight with some bandits and you get, you know, you got like some highwaymen are like trying right. to steal your stuff and you're fighting them. And then you recognize the, the emblem on one of their, on one of their coats is the same, like the same colors that you served under. Like, I can't kill this guy. Like he, like, like maybe he just had a rough go of it. Cause I, cause I know like my kingdom lost the battle and like the knights had to, like the knights and soldiers had to scatter because of it. So I'm like, so even though my guy's a fighter and he's good at fighting, well, there's more to it than that. Like my, like, like, right. like he's a soldier. He's, he might have served alongside this guy and just didn't recognize it. So, you know, like kind of, and, and, and it, it, I know that might frustrate some players when that happens, but me personally as a DM, if I see a character do something that works in character, but out of class, if that makes sense, I would give payoff to that. Cause that's like, yeah. that's like, okay, you, you obviously care more about your character's motivations and stuff like that. Besides the fact that, Oh, I have a plus 11 to hit, you know? Right. So, I mean, and, and that, and essentially if you can make your character believable, like more grounded, give them characteristics. That's what makes an exceptional player to me. Right. You know? Right. So. Yeah. And then, you know, really good etiquette on the table as well. Oh yeah. Well, excellent etiquette. I mean, good, good, adequate, excellent etiquette. That's one. I mean, that's, that's kind of a given. We, I don't think we've ever dealt with bad etiquette. Like, no, yeah. honestly, no, not with our table. Look, knock on wood. So, um, who's there? Um, but yes, no, I agree with that hundred percent. I think that that really elevates it, you know. And and I think that's why you and I play so well together, because well, for once we're constantly texting each other about like dumbass shit mm. related to the games. Um, but it, there, there, there's also so, there's also like a nagging part in the back of my brain. It's like okay, I got to give other people like <laughs> moments yeah. too. And I, <laughs> I I struggle with that so hard in a in a in a in. in, in Barovia, like with with Vesemir, because like I felt myself taking all of the spotlight. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta step back. I was like, oh, okay, gotta, no, 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 like, I gotta, I gotta step back. <laughs> Small, you know, like, 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 okay, Lilith has to deal with these hags. Like, like, yeah. uh, Wrighton has to, like, he gets a special shield. Small Drax gets a cooking arc for some reason. He gets, <laughs> he gets like the chef arc, but that's fine. Yeah. Whatever, it works, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. a filler episode, but it works. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> filler episode for um, some that was kind of his main art for <laughs> through the whole episode <laughs> so but yeah uh that i think yeah no you're right i think that was that's what makes a player great and, and good player is be aware of like what your character take the whole don't say that's what my character would do do what your character would do oh god you I, know what i mean yeah if if you have to if you had to go back on that's what my character would do like okay you need to stop and take a look at yourself you right. know exactly because it's yeah. like is that what your character would do or is that just what you want to do because you're being a prick <laughs> right <laughs> you yeah know? yeah exactly uh, um but yeah so that's that's pretty much what we have here for um player characters i think there's a lot of involved involving um uh what's it called the the player characters into the story like mm-hmm. you know there's a little perspective from the dm to you guys the players and it's but like, and it's and it's something to note that we barely talked about combat, and it's most of this is like role playing, and it's and, right. and and a lot of that I feel like a lot of that has to do with the fact that like like I said before, D and D is not a video game. Like it's not right. about how hard you can hit. Sometimes like sometimes it's about what what your characters want, you know, and yeah. and how your characters are going to affect the narrative and stuff. So yep. so always be aware of your fellow player characters. Always be. 
thinking that, you know, always remember that your DM just doesn't know everything about your character 100% of the time, all the time. You know, it's okay. It's okay to bring it up a bit. That's not to say that, like, if I get the backstories, I immediately put them in the shredder. But it's like, it's like, I, I don't. <laughs> Wait, you, you don't? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. I, All right. I don't have. I get them online, but I print them out and then yeah, then I shred them and then I post it online just to you know just just to really nail that point home. But it, yeah. it it really is like like okay, I'll get the backstories a bit. Okay, I'm gonna try to put this in here for this character. It might not happen, but I'm gonna try. You know. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Know that so. we are trying. <laughs> yeah, we're trying really hard. Trust me. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So let's. Do you have any news, Andrew? Because I have a couple. Have you heard of the new Unearthed Arcana that just came out? I have not, actually. There no, is a new Unearthed Arcana that I want to say came out this week. And it's all Feywild oh. races. Now, here's the problem I have with that. What? It seems lazy. Like, really? yeah. In what way? Okay, so there's four. I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's four races. There is a fairy a fey hobgoblin or hobgoblin of the fey wild that's what it is it's not hobgoblins hobgoblin of the fey wild okay Ooh. then there's an owl and then there's a rabbit like owl folk rabbit folk kind of a thing that that's kind of cute it is but the only problem is that's like like the fairy gets flying speed equal to its walking speed all right that's the, uh. like like there's no there's no like there's no like stat boosts kind of a thing um, like the hobgoblin gets, I even, I forget, which is a bad sign for that. But then it's like, but then it's like, oh, what does the alpha get? Like, do they get a plus one to wisdom or something like that? Nope. They get a flying speed equal to their walking speed. Really? All not right. like, not like a they, cool vision stat they, or like, they, yeah, the wisdom one makes more sense. They get dark vision. But that's about it. But I'm like dark fit. No, these are owls. They should be getting like night, like proper night vision. Like you get, yeah. you know, cause dark vision is not night vision. Dark vision is black and white. Whereas, right. like, you should get, like, proper actual night vision and you should be able to, like, get a proficiency in, like, something. Like, like like get a proficiency in, like, nature checks or, like, hunting or, like, you know, stuff like that. And then, like, yeah. and then and then the weirdest thing to me is, like, rabbit folk don't get a plus to their walking speed. Exactly. What? Their walking speed. I was expecting, like, a 45 on that beat. Or, <laughs> or at least a 40, <laughs> you know. But, but like, I kind of like the tabaxi. Yeah, it just like and it, it it did it didn't make sense to me. Like there was no stat boosts. There was like like very little in the way of like actual like I, I saw this and and I and first of all, I'm not a fan. I don't know if you've noticed that, but but I saw this. I'm like, this seems not just like lazy, but it's like I wouldn't want any of these races in my game. Like huh. like like if anyone's like, hey, can I play a Feywild? No. No, because I'm, I'm not dealing with flying speed again. <laughs> Nobody's flying in any of my campaigns. <laughs> that kind of sucks. Well, I mean, at least it's on Earth Canada. It's not like an actual yeah. I, special. I, so they're probably going to do some revisions. I would really hope. I hope so. I, I would really hope they, they add something more to it because it felt, it felt like it was giving too much and then not enough at the same time. You hmm, know? I got to check it out. I haven't. I, I completely missed that one. Yeah, it was like it was like a big old bowl of like bland mess like it is like yeah. oh this is a lot but it, there's no flavor here you know right so huh interesting yeah well, that sucks yeah i, I was actually well, excited about the owl folk thing and then i looked it up i'm like no, no i'm good <laughs> I, I i looked a little bit into vent rich rich guide to revenue you want to try that one again 
Van Richtens. Van. Van. Rick. Rich. Rick. Rich. Rick. Richten. Richten. Jesus. You're just jealous because you can't roll your R's. No, because you can't pronounce Richten. <laughs> Van Richten. Anyways, so I looked it up a little bit. Um, and and, and it, so because last time we talked a little bit about it, but it was essentially we just mentioned like an, uh, an overview blanket of like what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of explore the uh, the Ravenloft uh, um, realms, the realms of Ravenloft. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I read a little bit more into it and they're doing uh, a bunch of essentially each of the pocket dimensions are going to have their own horror theme. Okay. So like so these are some of the examples they put out there. There's gonna be a zombie apocalypse one. Okay. A slasher horror one. Okay. A, a Frankenstein one. A cosmic terror one. All right. Urban legends and even a battle royale. Urban wait, urban legends. <laughs> Watch out for the for for the New Jersey Mothman. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if if they're creepy like the Latino ones, you know, like uh, the freaking La Llorona type situation, like uh, that, that's that, or, or like or like what, what was the one you were telling me about? Or like if he if his whistle sounds el, far away, el, he's actually el, el, sil, el silbón, the the whistle, the whistling man. Oh no! Yeah, it's, that, it's essentially yeah. Slender Man that whistles. <laughs> Slender Man that whistles. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Um, and then players, they have new, they're gonna have new rules because uh, players will have to scavenge for supplies and fight for their lives in the violent forest of Calicari. I'm I'm very curious how the slasher one would work because that's very difficult to <laughs> you're pull all, off. You're all, you're all, you're all trapped in the cabin. I, I, it, that, that would have <laughs> next to be... Next to an abandoned asylum. Ah. <laughs> and, there's, and there's a radioactive waste plant right there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it was really cheap, guys. <laughs> God, you won't believe how cheap there's, I got this property. <laughs> Pennies on the dollar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm interested about the slasher, the slasher, the slasher, the slasher, the, sla- the, sla- the slasher, the hat, the half slinging slasher. Because that's that, that's gonna have to be something that's like, okay, you guys are level one. Oh, what's the adventure end at one? <laughs> because I need you. Yeah, to, I need you guys. To one feel- of you. One of you may make it. Oh no! <laughs> but nobody will believe you. <laughs> Which one's the half there's fork? Also, They're always the first ones to go. <laughs> there's a, there's also three new there's gonna be 30, 30 new domains. Ooh. See each with a unique kind of horror, like the examples that I just gave, and a unique supervillain. Okay. I'm on. So each one of them is gonna have their own like straw, essentially. Now I'm I'm wondering, is this gonna be like an like each domain's gonna get its own page, or is it just gonna be like a little blurb? Because if it's just like a little blurb, meh. I'm I'm hoping it's gonna be it, it is thirty. Like what? Like if it's two per page, that's sixty, or two pages per per domain, that's sixty. Yeah, no, I think they can, they, they, can, they can get their own their own chunk. Yeah, because no I problem. mean, because like like this, they don't really have to do something too terribly crazy with the villains. Just be like, oh, this guy, he's he's a lich. And then you're like, okay, I can work with that, (laughs) you know, and then like kind of retool some things. Right, Um, exactly. But it's going to be something like, oh, the the villain is yourself. Ah, (laughs) humanity is a real evil. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. They're they're advertising it as each domain is going to have their own super baddie. And and, and it's going to be theme about uh, around them. And it's going to be the 
it's a new strut for each uh, domain. Uh, so the cosmic horror is obviously going to be a big one, but I'm kind of curious about the battle royale one. Like, how's that? Like, how's that going to end up? Like, oh, the fog rolls in and then it goes away, and everyone has bomb collars on their necks. All right, duke it out. <laughs> <laughs> Only one can survive. <laughs> oh, the fourth field's closing in. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but I mean, it sounds really interesting to me. Like I'm excited to see that. Oh god, like, I'm uh, waiting for it. I'm waiting for it to go on pre-orders on cool stuff. Uh, so can uh, buy. Uh, god, a, a freaking campaign based on the manga battle royale. Yes, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> Session one. Okay, guys, we're gonna each one of us are gonna make five different characters. Mm-hmm. No, that would, that would actually be that would be great. Where it's just like. Okay, you, you, you all remember your starting equipment, right? Okay, don't worry about that because you're gonna wake up like pretty much naked in the woods. All right, now. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't. Do we have any actual PvP rules? No. Maybe they'll give us PvP rules. But, they well, should I mean, give us PvP. PvP rules. PvP rules shouldn't be that hard to. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you really need hard, fast rules for a PvP. Just be like, okay, you guys roll initiative. All right, do right. it out. <laughs> well, remember what we said. We want more rules, not rulings. Yeah. Well, yes, this is also true. This is that, which is why I, I'm kind of hoping there's. Oh, you know, it'd be really cool if they included more madness rules into this, yes. like insanity for the, for the cosmic, for the cosmic uh, terror. One. Yeah, because because there's in the DMG, there's a stat for sanity. Like, if you want to go like extra stats, we might do an extra episode on this because I want, yeah. I want I want to talk about that because there are like extra stats for different campaigns, and one of them is sanity. So I want there to be like rules, like oh, if you have like below this threshold of sanity, you're like oh my god, there's like oh there, there does nobody see that beholder. <laughs> It's like shooting things. And stuff. You have to cast. It looks real to you, so you have to cast like spells and attack. Yeah, exactly. And nobody else can see it except for that character. So and, yes. and it's only hurting that character, and they are being affected by it. So you see them like being like paralyzed and stuff like that. And that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. Actually, that would be great. That that's actually that's that's kind of, that's kind of an idea I played with when I was like coming up with like oh how are we gonna mess with sanity like. Only this guy sees it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we got we to gotta make an episode about that. Yeah. And then at the end of the book, there's going to be a 20 page adventure called the house of lament. Okay. So it comes to a little adventure that you can like dwell into. Okay. Oh. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I, I, <laughs> it's called the house of death. <laughs> the, the d- d- uh, di- dying house. The dying house. <laughs> 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 totally, totally different. Hey, Chris Burgers. They're not kids anymore. They're teenagers. Hey, Chris Burgers, like, I'm not a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Chris Burgers. Please don't. don't the House of Lament. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on board. I, I really hope it's not just like a rewrite of Death House. So I, no, I, I doubt it. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and then there's Candlekeep Mysteries. Obviously. Um, they have been publishing couples like small little screen grabs of like description of the stories or whatever mm-hmm. but i have a couple here that i want to read they were like talking about it so the first one is the canopy the, the canopic being by jennifer kretschmann oh because the, so the whole thing with the candle keep is that obviously it's all about candle keep right and people find these books in candle keep and for what chris perkins says they're gonna be in the book like the book it's gonna be like a book does that make sense no so like in the book candle keep there's gonna be a book that you find in this case the, the canopic being okay 
And it's going to be a full book with images and everything inside of the book that you can read. <laughs> and that is going to lead. Is and it, that is going to lead. Is, is it, is it, it's like, it's like, is so, so is it going to be like this? No, 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 it's, no, like, no, oh, hey, no, 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 <laughs> no, it's going to be printed, but it's going to be a full book like, oh, okay. with cover and everything. Yeah. Like for each one of these, there's 17 of them. Um, and this one is, it's a book that brings several puzzling organ transplants to light. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the canopic, the canopic being, is that how you pronounce that? C-A-N-O-P-I-C? Canopic? Canopic? Uh, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. The canopic being takes players to Tashluta, the capital city of Tashla, Tash, Tash, Tashalar. Isn't that where the, uh, the wizards are, fa- of the wizards of, the red wizards are? Whatever. Uh, built into the side of a flooded caldera, the tale incorporate a demiplane into the mix. The environments also incorporate ramps and magical elevators, offering a reference, offering a reference through which any DM can make accessible a focus. Accessibility a focus. I play with prophecy in mind. Kretschmer thesis of the story. Hmm. Yeah. So there's gonna be a demiplane in there. Uh, another one is called Secrets. Sephirian Tome by Tamor Redman. Uh, those are the guys who made this, the, the, the adventure. A genie trapped in a book offers a wish spell to an adventurer who finds a way to release him. I have a soft spot for genies, uh, Tamor Redman said admit, uh, during a press preview of Candle Keep Mysteries. His story involves a genie, or a genie, uh, with D or G, that's being trapped inside of a book and its former master, Seacran. Uh, and it offers players a wish if they go through a trouble of the trouble of freeing it within the game. A wish is the mightiest spell. Yeah, okay, whatever. By the end, the players may even have the option to befriend the genie and making it a party companion. That's not gonna happen. Not with our party. <laughs> our, our, our party is just gonna be like, all right, here's your wish. Just go away. Okay, bye. Yeah, it's, it's, it's over. Right. Uh, the other one is Candlekeep with a K. Decons with a K. <laughs> it's candle key, Druk- but the but the first K is a K and the second K is a C. <laughs> so <laughs> candle seep. <laughs> now this, so it's all K's. Candle keep Decons Truckian by Amy Vorpal. The candle keep capers sh- or the cake. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> a stolen a stolen books leads adventurers to a to a tower in Candle Keep that is more than it's than what it seems. And its adventure players uncover some kind of mystery that leads to a potential threat to the library itself. Vorpal, well, Vorpal promises. That's the, the lady that wrote the adventure. She created a novel construct called the Skitter Widget, mechanical, it's a Skitter Widget, a mechanical construct about the size of a dog that skitters around. Specific remain, specifics remain scant, but candle keep the construction, all with case, sound like it may be one of the Wackier tales in the collection. The candle cave construction. The construction, all with case. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. I was like, real. Okay, I was, I was joking about a KKK joke, but they just went ahead and did it. <laughs> well, uh, those are like just three. I'm not gonna be reading, but like, I keep post. If you guys are interested, I post them on our page. But just go to the Dungeons and Dragons Facebook. And so, so this, um, so this seems a bit more slower paced, which yeah. I'm for. I want like. Like when it says mystery, I want there to be like an actual mystery, like like yeah. like the whole idea, like oh you go into a tower and it's not exactly what you expect. Okay, don't tell your players jack shit about right. anything. Just be like, okay, you guys have to go into this tower. 
Well, what's in All there? Right, Joe's, Joe's, Joe's life asks, how's it going? It's going well, Joe. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I've been better. On, this, on, on this, I've been better. I don't know how I feel right now. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And the cool thing is that it, it's, it all takes place in Candlekeep. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do like a full map with full descriptions and everything for Candlekeep itself, which we, we were there, but I had to find... Or we went there in Avernus, but I had to find like a random map somebody made. Now, and even then, like I don't really know that much about Candlekeep, but I would imagine it probably has like a near infinite library. Like, yeah, yeah, it's essentially uh, remember Game of Thrones, the Citadel. Yeah, the big light. That's what it is. That's essentially like, what it is. Like, like it's a library that a normal person could probably get lost in. <laughs> right. Yeah. And your favorite domain is library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eventually it'll be part of his own plane of existence. You have to avoid the librarian. Shh. Oh no. Oh no. It hurt us. It's like that scene from Monst- from Monster Sync yeah. University when they're like, shut the, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And then it's a terrifying librarian. <laughs> shut the fuck up. The librarian's gonna hear us. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what I have for news. Uh, something popped on my Facebook. Um, it's uh, uh, it was like a link somebody posted. It's like it's a Bluetooth die set that you roll and it sells and it sends the information to your online D and D game. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Why? Why? Why would you have a Bluetooth? Remember, remember how you asked me in the beginning of Avernus if you could use the die set that I gifted you uh, for Avernus. The Avernus theme. Right. And I was like, no, we have to roll them on, online. Yeah, and I was okay well, with that because I'm not pedantic <laughs> about dice. Well, this one, you have a die that you can roll in real life and it sends the information. I, I just I just see <laughs> more problems than solutions with this. Where it's like, hold on, I have to sync up my Bluetooth dice <laughs> because... Well, well, for, for starters... Um... Yeah, I'm going to send you a link so you can see the picture of it. Uh, for starters, they cost $200. <laughs> One die. <laughs> no, I'm good. Never mind. <laughs> but they have they have LED lights. Who cares? I'm not paying $200. So, you, know, you know we can do the same thing as that? Just moving your webcam down to the dice tray. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I misspoke. It's $39 for one die. Oh, my God. It's $200 yes. for the whole set. For the set of seven in a charging case, it's $200. I'm not. I, <laughs> I gotta get a charging case for my dice. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. What kind of reality do we live in? <laughs> One that we need Bluetooth dice. I, no, I will never buy Bluetooth. That, that's the whole point of dice is that you don't. Can you can you imagine? Oh man, the power went out. My fucking dice are gonna die. <laughs> no, because if they're charged, they have LED lights. Oh my see. god! Just can you imagine someone? You can use them as a light can, source. Can you imagine someone's like, oh, the battery of my dice died. They're useless now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can roll them. No, 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 they're these, useless. These Bluetooth dice have become regular dice now. <laughs> Bluetooth dice if you want them. I kind of want them, but I wish they were just cheaper. Buy that. (laughs) 
Apparently, 14,000 people already pre-ordered. Oh, God. 14,000 people need to be smarter with their money. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a lot of D&D books. I am not smart with my money. No, because that's what... No, D&D books is content. You can honestly... Okay, okay. I know I know. we did the whole, like, oh, we're dice goblins. <laughs> Clickety-clack. You can get away with one set of dice. You honestly can't. I'm not buying... I, I draw the line at Bluetooth dice. I might draw the line at Mammoth Tusk dice, but there's a hard line. Mammoth <laughs> 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 is good. Yeah, Mammoth Tusk were okay. They've been dead for a long time. They had Bluetooth their dice, however. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't have an issue. I just wish they were a little bit cheaper because two hundred dollars. Well, also, I'm sorry, but there's a lot of mechanic mechanical things inside of it. Like eventually they're gonna break, mm-hmm. and they're gonna be weighted dice. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, it, it, because the whole point of a dice is that you throw it, so you throw it, and right. you're like, and you're like, oh, I gotta be real gentle with it. I don't want to throw off the whatever. <laughs> it's, it's like a, like a like a like a small little click. Yeah. <laughs> then you didn't roll them. <laughs> yeah, you just you just offset it. That's not that's not rolling. <laughs> I just I'm sorry. I just uh, 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 it's. It's gimmicky. Why, <laughs> why are you hating so much? It's a, it's a Kickstarter. It's like, it's like hold up, okay. hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's a Kickstarter. The pledge was originally two hundred thousand dollars. Sixteen thousand five hundred and sixty-one backers. With twenty-four days to go, it has already two million three hundred thirty-three dollars and six six hundred seventy-four. I just, I just don't see the point. I just why don't why not just set up a separate camera for your dice tray? It would pro you you can get more use out of a second camera than you can out of Bluetooth <laughs> dice. <laughs> oh, oh, these are these are great! Oh my god, Andrew, I kind of want this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your money, whatever. That's fine. Uh, oh, they're encasing resin. Okay, so they might not break. But but still, like that's I mean, uh, that's <laughs> two months from now a show we're like check it out, guys. <laughs> that's <laughs> man, this is fucking stupid. Hold on a second, I got <laughs> I mean, I just I, uh, <laughs> uh, this is this is that great. that that is honestly something I will use one time just to probably see, yeah. yeah. And then and then and then they will never see the light of day again. <laughs> Let's be uh, perfectly the- honest. <laughs> Let me let me post this on the um, on the stream so people can whoever's watching can, can click on it if they want to. Oh man! So they can see so they can see the thing that actually split up a, a talk of opportunity. The, the, <laughs> the maps episode put the wedge in there, but this is it, man. This is what actually drove us apart. Was the advent. That's what to do with my money. Bluetooth. I will tell you what to do with your money because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright dude so we went over news we went over character creation what makes a good player and what makes a good player character and all this stuff <sighs> I feel like we did a good job I think at the end yeah, of the day anything else at the end of the day what makes a good character and good character or a good player and good player character is role playing which yeah. which is a muscle that a lot of people don't want to flex or it just feels weird to use it and it's like don't worry it gets easier with time, you know. Yeah, I agree. So that's on. That's always the biggest hurdle is role playing because nobody, like, no, nobody's 
well, <laughs> most people aren't thespians, but it's like, don't worry, man. You'll, you'll get the hang of it. Just baby steps. Right. You know, right. everybody who's everybody who's in a D&D game kind of like expect that anyway. It's yeah. Like, it's not like it's out of the if you were role playing your D&D character in the middle of like a Texas to Brazil or something, then that's weird. Yeah, that's yeah. Don't 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 play. Don't don't do in character stuff out of game. That's mm. <laughs> and also and, and also and also the the type of role playing because like I, oh, yeah. I I I was in a group one time where they were all like oh good sir d- dust that okay t- shut up <laughs> <laughs> wait we're not supposed to do that no Shit. all all of my guys speak plain English I don't care how ancient the. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, in fact, the older the civilization is, the more like lethargic and normal the English becomes. <laughs> like, oh, here's a here's a fourteen thousand year old lich, and the guy's like, "Hey, what's up? How you guys doing?" <laughs> it's just like throws away a burnt end of a cigarette that he just got finished smoking. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm tr- I'm trying to play the the outro music without fucking it up. I can't hear it, so you're doing a great job. No, I already fucked it up like three times. Oh. <laughs> there you go. The outro music's happening right now. <laughs> it rewinds back and forth. Shit. <laughs> because he hit it like it four times, so it just plays yeah. like it. That's, that's actually what just happened. Oh, is it? Did, yeah. did, did it restart four times or did it layer itself? Like four? No, it, like it. No, I just keep because I'm trying to get the right, like the right spot okay. where, where to start it. And I clicked it like four times. And I like I, I like how you're playing it presumably right now. So as we're talking, the music is getting louder and louder. I start yelling towards the <laughs> Jose, you're right here, man. You don't have to yell. No, you don't understand. You can't hear it, but I can. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Well, thanks everybody who joined us throughout our stream today. I hope you got some good information and a good laugh at least. Um, please keep on gaming, stay safe, stay indoors unless you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And even then, still wear a mask. It, you never it, know. It, it honestly just as easy as washing your hands and wearing a mask. Yeah, I actually exactly. found out it's that easy. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, but with that, I'll see you guys in two weeks here on the podcast. But if you want to see us sooner than that, next week we're going to be going back to Avernus. Every Wednesday, or almost every, every Wednesday, unless something happens. Yeah, um, life got in the way yeah, a couple life. times, but you know. Yeah, but you know, that's just how D&D rolls. But yeah, uh, new episodes of our live game on Twitch and Facebook every Wednesday. Uh, make sure to follow us on our, whatever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review or a four-star, maybe a three, I don't know. If it's a two, Probably get the either. fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's a two, that, that's a line right there. I get it. <laughs> no, I get seriously. disappointed, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm always disappointed. <laughs> you think you're disappointed in our content. <laughs> I have to listen to this prick all the time. I'm the one that makes it. With <laughs> <laughs> that, you guys have a wonderful weekend. And um, yeah, good luck with uh, the time shift this week. And see you Did all. Did you hear it's going to be the last one? Next week. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? It's going to be the last one. Apparently, they're abolishing the time shift after this. From what I've heard, <gasps> I don't know how true that is. If it's true, thank God. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I set my clocks for the final time. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> one more time. Thank you, guys. And you'll have a wonderful night. Yep. Thank you so much. Stay safe. See you later, boy. Wash your face. Don't touch your hands. Wash your hands. Don't wash your face. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs>
Ah, my name is Stream. Bloop. Okay. <laughs>